Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Leamington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Some of you will know our journey uh, as a family, but uh, 2011-2012 were big years for Leanne and I and the family. And... um, So just a a bit of a a backdrop. In 2011, we were part of a church in Coventry called um, Christian Life Ministries. Um, uh, Leanne and I had been leading the youth ministry there for about nine years. Um, I was on the leadership team there, uh, one of the elders there, and um, was loving life. We just built, um, as a church, a brand new, um, about 650-seater auditorium, brand new building, Lots of time, energy had gone into that. I was tired, and I loved the church. It was going into a brand new season of the church. Um, in terms of, I've done, I've been doing my uh, leadership qualifications as a, as a minister, and had no plans of going anywhere else but being a part of that church. However, you know, who knows? God's got other plans. Yep, God has other plans. And uh, what happened is, in the summer of 2011. God spoke to me really clearly. It wasn't like a, an audible voice, but I had this strong impression. I was at a, a, a youth um, conference. I took the young people to a youth conference in Manchester. And in the worship, God spoke to me that we had a year left in youth ministry. A year left in youth ministry. We weren't just ministering to young people. We were ministering to adults as well. But particularly had oversight for the, the youth ministry at the time in Coventry. And a year left. So I thought, okay, God, well, that's, that's great. Um, don't know what we're going to do next but and the plans were we were just serving the church and as I've got opened up opportunities the minister of the church was about to retire in November um, Mick Bonner uh, great great man of God that we'd served for for many years and uh, and it was going to be going to a brand new season what happened was in after Mick had retired uh, the National Leader of Assemblies of God came over and took uh, leadership of the church for a temporary season and his remit I guess was to bring in the next senior pastor um, so anyway, things started to shift in me. I thought I'd never go to any other church. Certainly, I, th- I thought I was going to be part of the furniture. Had been for many, many years. And that was it. And then desires started to shift in me. Who's ever had a ch- uh, change, change of desire in, in your life? You've had a change of desire. Things started to shift. And um, I remember going, we were driving back to my parents for Christmas in 2011. And uh, I said to Leanne as I was driving, Leanne, do you know what? It's quite strange, but I feel these desires to start leading a smaller church. What do you think? She says, I don't know. <laughs> Hold it there. Pause. The pause button. Because at that time, Liam was, I don't know how many months pregnant with our third child. Six months pregnant with our third child, Isabella. So she had a lot on her mind. Leading a church? Probably was the least thing on her, on her thoughts then. Anyway, when we got back from the New Year break, um, our first service back, John said, I'd like to have chat, me and Andrew and his wife, I'd like to have a chat with you in the afternoon. So we came and, and, and met with them both in Coventry and he said, um, what's, in your, what's in your desires? What's in your heart? And we said, well, interesting, we, we, we love this church in Coventry, but things have started to shift and we feel that perhaps God was leading us on to another thing, maybe to lead a smaller church. He says, it's funny you mention that, but the, the, um, those of you who've been around this church for a while will know them well, but the, the then leaders of the church wanted to step down and go into another season of their life. Um, would you pray about going over temporarily to Leamington and to bring some, some leadership there? And we thought, okay, we'll go there. And uh, all we can say is our first 
service with you all here, those that were there at the time, we just knew it was God's will. We just knew, although we loved Coventry, we knew it was God's will. And things shift. But we're going into a brand new season. And what John said to me, and I love John, but it was a challenge what he said to me. He says, I don't want you to drop, for the next year, I don't want you to drop any responsibilities in Coventry. So let me tell you what my life looked like in 2012. I was uh, almost a full-time teacher for four days a week. We were leading uh, the youth ministry. I was involved as a director of CLM Church. I was also an elder. Um, we were, we'd, our house had been on the market for three and a half years. In 2012, we were moving for the first time. Our third baby was about to arrive in April. Um, there was a lot going on. Who knows that moving house alone apparently is one of the top causes of stress in life. Yeah, apparently it's according to the, the experts. So there's a lot going on. Thank God, looking back, that we were going into a new season, but God helped us through that season. It actually wasn't, it wasn't too stressful because God was in it, and we thank God for that. But you know what? When you go into a new season, there's new seasons. You don't know how it's going to go, do you? You don't know what's, what it's going to look like. You don't know if it's going to be successful. What, what does success look like in the new season that we face in life? Our new seasons could be a, a new job. Well, will I get on with people? Will I do the work well? Will I understand it? Uh, will, I, will I be a failure? Maybe it might be a new period of, of, of study, students. You start to come to a new university. What, what, perhaps living away from home for the first time. What, what would it be like? Will I make friends? Will I do, understand what I'm being taught? Um, so many different seasons. Maybe a baby on the way. <laughs> will I be a good parent? We still ask that question, three, three, three babies in, are we good parents? Um, maybe a new relationship, maybe getting married, it's all new, new, new. What will success look like to us? Um, maybe a new diagnosis from the doctor that says you've got a certain condition and maybe it's come as a, well maybe it's not too bad, maybe it's become as a sort of a, a lightning bolt. Gosh, I never knew I'd have that. What's going to the end result going to look like? It happens, church. It happens in life. And those listening on podcasts, new things happen to us and we can come into a period of uncertainty that says, well, what's it going to look like? Look alone at, maybe it's uh, going through the loss of a loved one. We've gone through that this year ourselves. Well, twice. Leanne's father, my gran. You know, period of uncertainty and, and different things. Did I say it? Brexit. <laughs> What? Brexit means Brexit, but what does Brexit mean? Is Brexit happening? And dare I say it, Donald Trump. Maybe some people knew that that was going to happen. Maybe others, you know, I didn't. I was surprised. I was, you know, I'm not here to talk about politics, although God's involved in politics and loves politics and wants godly men and women to, to rise up in politics. But what is happening is a period of change and uncertainty globally. But also maybe in your life, in my life, and maybe in the life of the church. We've entered a new season of, of vision as life of the church. And we're stepping out on different initiatives and programs and different things. Well, what's success going to look like? All these different questions. And I'm so glad that God has got answers. Have you all received your, your gift, your free gift this morning? Put it, pick it up in your hand. Raise it in the, in the air. And for those that are listening, everyone has been received at no expense spared. 
a rock. Everyone is different. Some are quite big, some are quite small. They're all different shapes. A bit like us as people, really, isn't it? Different shapes and sizes. We're going to come back to that in a little, little while. But in this time of uncertainty, God has got the answers. And I don't want to give, it's easy to give platitudes and it's easy to give set Christian responses to time of anxiety, stress and different seasons. But I just want to share some stuff from the Word of God this morning. It will help us as we approach different seasons of our lives. Maybe you're in a different season, a new season right now, or you're about to face one. But let me tell you, you will face a new season because that's life. Life is full of change. And the title of this mini two-part series is called Breakthrough Boot Camp. Breakthrough Boot Camp. And a boot camp is, uh, uh, particularly in the army, is where in a, for a period of a short burst of a few weeks, you learn you're ingrained in the, in, the, in the army and in the ways of the army and through physical exercise you go through to become the next level of your training as someone in the army or the navy or whatever it is. And we're looking at breakthrough boot camp because I believe that there's a breakthrough for every single one of us. What do I mean? There's another level that God wants to take you and I through to, another level of faith, another level of a season of life, but it's going to require you to do some things. Maybe some things that are uh, things you used to do and haven't have not done not done them for a while, but a new season of trust, a new season of of things that you have to do to break through to a new level of success in your life. Amen. There's a new level for every single one of us, and there's a new level for us as a church. So we're looking at a series called the Breakthrough Boot Camp, and thanks, Tevin. And this particular message is called lest we forget, lest we forget. And we're going to look at um, the book of Joshua, focusing on chapters 3 and chapters 4. But uh, I've got this, uh, this thought for us today, and that is simply this. To move forward, look back. To move forward, look back. And it's a bit like in a drive, when you're driving. You've got to... Keep looking at your rear view mirror, haven't you? You've got to keep glancing. Now, you can't live, you can't drive, sorry, keep looking at the rear view mirror. Because what will happen? If you're not looking where you're going, you're going to crash. Okay? And sometimes I have glared too long at the back and I swerved a bit. So you've got to just glance from time to time, but keep looking in the direction that you're heading. But if you want to move forward, you have to look back. You have to look back. You can't look back for too long, but you have to look back. And so if you've got your Bibles with you this morning, if you can turn to Joshua chapter 3. Joshua chapter 3. And uh, we're going to look at the first uh, few verses of Joshua chapter 3 as we look at lest we forget. And this is a well-known story. So it was after three days that the officers went through the camp and they commanded the people saying, when you see the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests, the Levites, bearing it. Then she'll set out from your place and go after it. For those that don't know, the Ark of the Covenant represented the presence of God in those days in the Old Testament. In there was various objects, including the law. And the people reverenced that object. It was like a cube that was held and carried on different poles. And it was reverenced. If people ever touched it, people would die. Because it was holy. And it represented the presence of God. And the command is there going, saying, 
you know, when you see this Ark of the Covenant, when you see this box on poles, okay, then you should sit out from your place and go after it. Verse 4, yet there shall be a space between you and it. Okay, they didn't want it to, to go too close in case they touched it. About 2,000 cubits by measure. It's about half a mile. Do not come near it that you may know the way by which you must go. For you have not passed this way before. And Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. So just a bit of, a bit of context. The, the children of Israel, the nation of Israel, have been slaves in Egypt uh, for many years. And suddenly they've been released through Moses, okay, and set free. And, and for many, those of you that know the story, God did an amazing miracle. Pharaoh, the king of Egypt at the time, he said, okay, they can go. Then he changed his mind. He wanted to chase after them. And suddenly, the, this nation of about two million people are faced with the Red Sea in front of them and the chariots of Pharaoh behind them. And God does an amazing miracle and he parts the Red Sea so that the people, this nation, could cross through on dry land. And then suddenly, as they've all passed through, then the waters come upon the Egyptians that are, 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 are chasing them and, and kill them. And God saves this nation by an amazing, amazing miracle. And I think, well, if I saw that at the time, I'd always follow you, God. I'd, I'd never doubt you. But people are people, yeah? We're people. And uh, we doubt, don't we? And we, we struggle and struggle with a relationship with God. And they disappointed God and didn't want to do what God was asking so for 40 years, he says, well, you know, you're going to wander around. I've got great things for you, but for 40 years, you're going to wander around in, in the wilderness, in the desert. Yes, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to be with you. But you can't, you can't have the promised land, this new land that I'm going to give you because you, you've disobeyed me. So for 40 years, God provides for them miraculously, gives them bread from heaven and quail to eat and, and, and looks after them supernaturally with food. Shoes to wear. And during that period of 40 years, those who were warriors, who were the um, soldiers who came out of Egypt, they got older, they passed away. And now we're in a new generation. And God's promise, who's God's faithful, and God's faithful promise comes back to the people saying, I'm going to give you a new land. I'm going to give you your very own land. You're not going to be wandering around like, like travelers now. I'm going to give you your own land, your own land. And that's where it leads us to this account today because they're now going to start to go into the new land. But they've got a problem. And the problem is, it's called the River Jordan. And the River Jordan, it's the time of harvest and the River Jordan is flowing uh, really um, strongly and yet they've got to cross over the River Jordan. They didn't know this at the time. All that God has said is, you know this ark, I just want you to follow it. The way you're going, you don't know because you've never been that way before. Who's ever been somewhere for the first time? We all have. And we all are in the new seasons of our lives. Maybe we're journeying somewhere where we don't know before. We've never been before. And God is saying, you know, just follow this ark. And we know the story. The rest of the account is they follow the ark. The, the priests were holding the... the um, the Ark of the Covenant. And as soon as their feet touched the waters, then basically the waters stopped and they rose up as a heap. And I would be thinking, doesn't that ring a bell? Doesn't that remind me of an amazing encounter 
from just over 40 years ago when God causes people to cross over on dry land through the Red Sea. A bigger sea, a bigger body of water than the Jordan, but still a miracle. So what happens? The priest's feet touch the ground, the waters rise up, they cross over on dry land. Absolutely amazing. And then God gives them a command. Bear with me. And here we come to Joshua chapter 4. These uh, boxes represent big stones. Not as small as you've got in your hand today. But big boulders that the people of God were asked, the nation of Israel were asked to carry on their shoulder from the midst of the river Jordan. Let's read this together. When the whole nation was finally across, God spoke to Joshua. So they crossed over. Select 12 men from the people, a man from each tribe, and tell them, from right here, the middle of the Jordan, where the feet of the priests are standing firm, take 12 stones. Carry them across with you and set them down in the place where you camp tonight. We'll just pause there. There were 12 different tribes that made up the nation of Israel. But 12 is a significant number in in the Bible. 12 means authority, but also 12 means completeness. And what God was saying is, I want every tribe to be involved in this. This isn't for certain people. This isn't for certain people with certain qualifications or certain people with certain age group or, or gender or, or, or experience. This is for everyone. Everyone is included in what I am about to do. Get those rocks. Carry them across in the place where you're going to camp tonight. Thank you. Joshua called out the 12 men whom he selected from the people of Israel. One man from each tribe. Joshua directed them, cross to the middle of the Jordan and take the place in front of the chest, which is the Ark of the Covenant, of God, your God. Each of you heft a stone to your shoulder, a stone for each of the tribes, the people of Israel, so you'll have something later to mark the occasion. When your children ask you, what are these stones to you? You'll say, the flow of the Jordan was stopped in front of the chest of the covenant of God as it crossed the Jordan. Stopped in its tracks. These stones are a permanent memorial for the people of God. God was about, had just done a miracle and God did not want these people to forget what he had done. Why? Because God's got a big head? No, because God wants to look after his people, and God wants his people never to forget that God is on the throne. He doesn't seek re-election. In times of change and turmoil, God is there. God wants to help. God wants to intervene. God can be trusted. Remember, remember, it's for your own good. Thank you. And again, at the end of the passage in verse 19, it writes this. The people came up out of the Jordan on the 10th day of of the first month. They set up camp 
They set up camp at the Gilgal. Gilgal means rolling. It's a place they called it, and it meant rolling away of their remembrance of their sin. Gilgal, to the east of the Jericho. Joshua erected a monument at the Gilgal using the 12 stones they had taken from the Jordan. And then he told the people of Israel, in the days to come, when your children ask their fathers, what are these stones doing here? Tell your children this. Israel crossed over the Jordan on dry ground. Yes, God, and we'll keep it on this slide for a bit. God, your God, dried up the Jordan's rivers for you until you crossed over. Just as God, your God, did at the Red Sea, which had dried up before us till we, crossed, till we had crossed. This was so that everybody on earth could recognise how strong God's rescuing hand is, so that you would hold God in solemn reverence always. So there's two reasons for doing this, that people would understand that God is strong, that God is able. And secondly, that the nation of Israel will always remember who God was and respect him and honour him all the days of their life. And when it says, when your children ask, he's saying it's for generations. Keep telling the story. Keep telling the story of how good and how faithful God is. I ask you the question if you're a Christian here today. Do you keep telling the story? Keep passing on the story of the faithfulness of God and what he's done in your life to your children, to your children's children, to other generations. Keep telling the story because God is faithful. To move forward, you've got to look back. And God was saying this in a nutshell. These stones... are going to be a permanent reminder of the character of God. One of his characteristics, that he is faithful. Another characteristic, that he is able. He is able to do immeasurably, abundantly above, above all you can ask, think, or imagine. God is on the throne. In times of new seasons, in times of change or turmoil, whatever it is that we face in life, that we all face, God is still there. God is still there. What can we take from this? What can you take from this going forward? Thanks, Tevin. To move forwards, we've got to look back. We've got to look back at the past in our lives of what God has done. And if, if we're not a Christian here today, then you can ask someone who is a Christian, what has God done in your life? Maybe you're exploring the journey of Christianity. Ask questions. Next year, we're looking to run the Alpha course again. It's a great opportunity to ask questions about Christianity and who God is and Jesus and the church and what it all means. There's no such thing as a daft question. Let's ask the questions. We look back. Then we ask. What do we ask? We ask God. What the people had to do, they had to follow the Ark of the Covenant. They didn't know where they were going to go. and The Ark of the Covenant led them across the River Jordan. They had to follow the ark. They had to follow God's presence. Joshua had a conversation with God. God showed him exactly what was going to happen, the miracle that was going to take place. And I get a bit frustrated sometimes because I read the Bible and it sometimes seems so easy. People have a, a dialogue with God and God shows exactly, exactly what's going to happen. I've never had that true experience in my life. God's never shown me exactly, exactly how things are going to happen. 
And maybe it's for my own good, because the way I'm wired, I'm, I'm wired with detail. I want to know the size, I want to shape, and when, and what, and how, and all these different things. I'm a to-do list person, an action list, and maybe it's for my own good. I'm not saying God doesn't do that to some people. He hasn't done it to me. But God has spoken to me clearly in different ways, in different times. But you've got to be following God. You've got to have God in sight. If the people of God didn't, were too far back from the Ark of the Covenant, they'd never know which way to go. The question to you today is, are you following God? Close enough to hear him. Close enough to not see him, but to understand his ways. Close enough to say, God, would you speak to me? Would you speak to me? Ask. God may just show you one step. May give you an impression. Like I said, God said to me in 2011, you've got a year left in, 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 in youth ministry. What did that look like when he said that? Well, I was in a meeting. It was loud. There's lots of worship going on and people jumping and all that sort of stuff. Loud praise of young people. Yet in that noise, I felt a sense in God that God was saying, it's just a, a thought that wouldn't go away. Got a year left. You've got a year left. I wasn't looking to youth, leave youth ministry. God spoke. It was a thought that wouldn't go away. Is there a thought that is not going away in your life? Is there um, a sense of something that provokes passion in you that you think, even if you think in the natural, I could never do that. But this thought and this thought, ooh, that's, that excites me. Ask God. Get around godly people that can speak into your life. They may not say the things that you want to say. and It may be that what they say is different to what you're saying, and it might be actually God speaking to you and not to them. But still ask people. Gather people around you. A sign, I've got to say this, a sign of immaturity, and I've seen it time and time again, is when someone says, I've heard from God. Therefore, I'm not going to talk to anyone else. Okay, I'm just going to do it. Because the reason it's a sign of immaturity is because people can put defense mechanisms up. Because if they're wrong, they might feel, oh, I can't hear God's voice. The reality is we're all trying to hear God's voice. We want to hear what God is saying. And we get it wrong sometimes. We do. We get it wrong sometimes. But if we seek to ask God, seek to gather people around us, and together in community, try and move forwards in your own life and life of the church, then we're on track. Amen? But we've got to ask God. God, what does this new season in my life look like to me? What do you want to do in my life today? I think about Joseph. I think about his life. I mean, he already, he, all he knew was the end product. He knew that he was going to had that dream, didn't he? Did, that, did he know he was going to be prime minister of, of Egypt? He probably didn't know, but he knew that people were bowing down to him. Now, if God has shown him, actually, Joseph, what's going to happen? You're going to be sold into slavery in a few days' time by your brothers. And you're going to be accused of rape. You're going to be um, accused of many things. You'll be put in a prison, a dungeon. Okay. Every single step. Maybe that might be too much for him to bear. But in every season, every new season for Joseph, he was trustworthy. He was faithful. He wanted to follow God. He wanted to do his best. He was probably frustrated at times. God, don't forget me. I'm here. But God's will found him. God's will found him. Are you asking God for your life? For your ministry? For decisions you're taking for the future? Ask God. 
Secondly, you just step out. Step out. Thing is, there's, there's two camps of people. This is just an extreme. There's a camp of people that want to pray all the time. Hear my heart on this because prayer is important. There's a camp of people that want to pray all the time. And there's the other camp of people which are the action people that want to do, do, do. But the reality is, if we do, 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 how do we know that we're doing what God wants us to do? And if we're praying, 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 God, would you do this? God, God's probably saying, well, you do something. But what we could do, we've got to be, be people of action that step out, take one step out and do something, but commit our way to the Lord and say, God, maybe I don't know fully what you're asking me to do, but I'm going to take a step of faith. And if, I'm to, if that step is wrong, you can steer me at any point. You can close the doors. I'm open to you. You can do what you want. It's easier to move. A, it's easier to steer a moving car, isn't it, than one that is stationary. Let's be people that say, people of faith, people that commit our way to the Lord, people that are asking God, but people that are are moving. God is attracted to movement because movement means faith. Movement means faith. It's easy to stay put because that's comfortable. But when we step out into sometimes the unknown, not knowing, that is uncomfortable because, again, what does success look like? Am I going to fail? Am I going to... And we're in a season, church, of, of new vision, of new things happening. And things are, are small. Yeah, things are small. We, we've got a team that are working hard with, with CAP. And we're having um, about three people come through the doors. But that's three people that are connecting with this fantastic ministry. That's three people. And you can think, oh, well, it's only three people. Well, thank God for every single person. Every single person. Don't despise a day of small beginnings. Because when we, when we start small and we feel, and God sees that we're faithful what he gives us, he'll always send us more. Always send us more. Various things are happening. As a church, you know, when we set the vision, did God say, to, what does that look like? Because we make this vision thing a mystical thing. Well, we were in prayer uh, over a period of time. And, and there's just a sense that God would say, to sort of get involved with that. Do this sort of thing. Homelessness, poverty. Then you do a bit of research and go, God, there's these organisations, what do we do? And you feel in our hearts maybe an attraction or a drawing to, towards certain organisations. That's not to say other organisations aren't good, but it's just, what God are you saying to us? Will we get it right all the time? Absolutely not. We're just trying to take one step forward at a time because we will not stay put. We will not stay put because we want God to bless this community. He wants it more than what we do. Amen. God wants to bring blessing and help, help to people that are struggling, help both financially and physically, but also spiritually. And God wants to involve you and I in this great work because it's more than us. It's about the kingdom of God and also working in partnership with other people. God wants us to step out. What is God asking you to step out into right now? And finally, remember. I'd like you to pick your stun up in your hand, please. Remember, hold that stone firmly, grasp it firmly, that rock in your hand. Hold it. It's a bit like God. God is a rock. He's immovable. He's trustworthy. He will not let you down. He will not let you down. 
And God also, the Bible also talks to us about if we're Christian here today, that we are living stones. We're living stones. But remember, remember what? Question for you. What has God done in your life that's been good? What has God done in your life? I want you right now to take just, just 10 seconds in your own mind to think, what has God done in my life? Maybe where God's provided for you or maybe the day you came to faith in Christ. What has God done in your life? Come on. Now I want you to spend just a, just a couple of moments to the person next to you, just a maximum minute each, share what God has done in your life. Come on. You need to move, move. Share one thing. Don't, no, no big stories. Just a quick summary. God has done this. God has done that. If maybe God hasn't done anything in your life, you're on a journey of faith, just listen. There's no pressure to share. What has God done? It could be a time when you understood God for the first time. Maybe it's a time of absolute challenge where God showed you that actually you need to get serious with him. A time when he provided for you. A time when he just guided you from the unknown into the next part of your journey of faith. There's so many different things. And I love that just then. I love that because people were talking. People were talking. And you were doing exactly what God wanted the people of Israel to do back then. And I, don't, and I believe it comes to us even today as individuals of the church that God wants you and I to remember what God has done. Because if we remember what God has done, when you have times of difficulty, and you will, because that's life, I'm afraid, and we're not exempt as Christians, you can lean into God because He is immovable. He's the rock of our salvation. He's the God in whom we trust, and we can lean onto Him. And I encourage you, I encourage you, take this stone with you, and in your prayer time, grab hold of it. In your times when you need God, grab hold of it and say, God, I trust you. I cannot see the way forward. I need you or my friend needs you or my family needs you. I need this, but I trust you. You've done it before. You can do it again. And I am believing you. And as you confess it and as you speak it out, God will move on your half. Sometimes God takes us out of the situation and both the Red Sea and the Jordan Sea they had to cross through the situation yes they had to cross through but guess what they crossed through with the Ark of the Covenant they crossed through with the presence of God because they were close to God and whatever you're facing you can't do it alone you can try but guess what you'll stress out you'll stress out being there done that got the t-shirt I'm sure many of us have but we also know times we've been journeyed with God. God, I'm journeying with you. You've done it for them. <laughs> You've done it in the Bible. You've done it for people I know. You've done it in my life. Why can't you do it again? Do it in this generation. Do it in my life. Show your faithfulness. Show your goodness. Show your love. Show who you really are. And help me through. Amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.
www.ghostbusters.org. <laughs>